Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Episode 503 features co-host Madeline Ray, subscription site Blues, Celebrity Heights, and an interview with sexy author and performer Ruby Lynn. Warning, this show is only for adults who like sex. Does your dick hang low? Does it dangle to and fro? Can you tie it in a knot? Can you tie it in a bow? (laughs) Don't worry. Dick will be coming. Welcome to the Covert Nation. Here he is. Dick Jangle. Dick Dangle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 503 of Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Welcome to the Pervert Nation. I am your host, Dick Dangle, and joining me for this episode is your top two, because I, ha- I have to bring in Dahlia, <laughs> so you're, you're either one or two, uh... Con- favorite content creator and cam model extraordinaire of course she is the fungi femme fatale the mushroom maiden the caterpillar concubine the buxom butterfly bombshell the pantyhose and plant princess and your potato pimp it is the sexy long-haired madeline ray how are you doing with those locks holy smokes yeah i, I yeah i keep debating on cutting it all off just to be like you and donate it but i'm also still growing it so someone's gonna get a bomb ass wig one of these days no kidding like <laughs> well let's uh talk about the show a little bit here and then we'll dive in yeah all right that. yeah let's what, what do we got in store today Tell so me about it. for this amazing episode we have some interesting content creator talk with madeline ray uh we're gonna have just some fun talk in general as well but with this episode you get a good friend of the show and of myself, Ruby Lynn. Ruby! She talks about the book that she wrote that is currently on Amazon, be it in paperback or via Kindle. And we, uh, we'll get into that before the interview. So I think that's a, a pretty good show, right? Yeah, yeah. So let's get back to your hair. Yeah, I have a lot of it. It is an amazing amount of hair. Like, if you were to cut it, that is crazy. (laughs) That is like halfway down your back. If you were to cut it, where would you cut it at? That is a great question. It would probably go shoulder length at least. Okay. And then if I was feeling... I don't know. I'm kind of like, I should just go for the milfy soccer mom haircut. Okay. Not the, not the spiky one, but like a shorter pixie ish, kind of messy, kind of floofy, you know, just wild JBF hair, you know, just like, a. what's JBF? Fucked. Where are you at? Ah, just, Just you been. know, like the back of it's a little little stuck up from rubbing on the the pillow or something. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's going to be an all or nothing sort of thing. We're not just doing like eight inches. We'll probably go twelve to fourteen, maybe seventeen or eighteen if I can afford it, depending on when it when it goes. Oh, that's crazy! That that would be awesome. I would, as someone that has donated their hair a number of times, uh, that warms my heart that you would do that but do you have a picture of you with really short hair because as long as i've known you you've had really long hair i think the shortest i've had it since 2018 has been about like just past the shoulders okay so like right above the boob um but back in we're going real far back 2008 okay. 9 10 i did have a pixie cut and there are are modeling pictures out there somewhere on the internet okay uh god if the internet actually still holds them i have no idea if they do but okay that's oh look it's a picture of me and you on the internet (laughs) 
You're shitting yeah. me. Just like as a no, Google it's search? Third, it's third one. When I when I looked Madeline Ray or the person that took the photos and then my name were number three. Madeline Ray, episode three seventy, Dangling After Dark. Wow. Yeah. Um Yeah, I don't I have to find him and send him over. But yeah, I had a really like nice full pixie cut and it was it was fucking gorgeous. I loved it. Nice. Now yeah. because of your hair do you get a lot of people that have that fetish asking for you to do clips or pictures or, you know, whatever when it comes to it? I have. Um, and it's usually, you know, they'll have their regular niche that they want me to cater to. And then they'll be like, make sure your hair's down or make sure it's half up. Or you have like the strings by your ears, you know, kind of messy, kind of up. Mm. They'll, they'll dictate how the hair goes. So, yeah. Do you get a lot of that? Because you do have a phenomenal head of hair. Thanks. Um, not as much as you would think, honestly. But I also haven't catered to specifically, like, just long hair fetish stuff. Mm. So I think once that's out there, which I do have a few, like, hair brushing and, like, pulling the hair up and down, bouncing it around a little bit, maybe it'll gain traction. But... It could all be gone before then. Yeah, that could be. Know. I'm sure there is a fetish for hair cutting, so you may want to film that. Oh God! Mm. Oh, then it'll be out there forever. Uh, and then I'll have to look at it. <laughs> like oh, I did that, and then have remorse. And yeah, oh, I don't know. Come we'll on, see. <laughs> So this actually leads perfectly into something that we were talking about before the show started, and it has to do with subscription sites and different pay and streaming sites. So Madeline Ray, can you please dive into what we were talking about before we started recording and just to enlighten and educate the listeners of this show? Okay. So there are certain subscription sites that we have all known and consider a household name nowadays, right? Right. And they seem to be quite sticklers. And you know me, I'm a non-nude model. I usually follow the rules very well, the best of my abilities, because I don't want to deal with the BS. But the other day, I had a custom video request, and it was totally doable. Nothing out of the ordinary. It was a light damsel in distress tape bondage, tape gag, beautiful just very simple and I went to send it over to the customer after I edited the footage mm -hmm. and as it was loading they were like oh yeah it's coming through it's a you know it's loading through and then next thing they I check the messages like an hour and a half later and they're like it's gone oh wow and I'm like it just disappeared from the dms yep sure enough it's gone and then I look and in my notifications I've got the red bubble Oh, no. For anyone that knows, the red bubble's not the good bubble. <laughs> and they have the notification that says, following a manual review of your account, your media has been removed because it violated our terms of services and community guidelines for the reasons below. This review was part of our regular content moderation process. Content features violence or specific role play not permitted. Hmm. And upon further investigation, it is because I was depicting myself as Im an imprisoned person or a person in custody. Okay. So I'm in the past. You wouldn't know why they took it down. They would just be like, you violated our terms of services. Right. And you're like, but what? So at least they are giving more detail as to what flagged. Mm -hmm. Cool. Great. Also, I think it's a little harsh because you've got to use your imagination for me being imprisoned. True. You know, it's like how uh, – so it's really hard to dissect and like figure out what's what. So, Yeah, there is still – when it, well, let, let me put it this way. When it comes to a lot of these clip sites, subscription sites – they do have a terms of service. They do have content that they allow or don't allow. But the problem is it, there's still a lot of vagary mm -hmm. to it, even though it yeah. seems very cut and dry. If you find someone that has a bit of a bug in their bonnet, mm -hmm. 
that day, they may consider it, you know, it's not like this is going to a review panel. You know, there's yeah, something about it. Yeah, it's individual people if it gets flagged from what I understand that are looking at it and going, oh, okay, because I've seen people on different other sites go, okay, well, it got flagged now. I'll wait six hours till the shift turns over, mm. resubmit it, and bingo, bango, it goes through. Right. And it's like nobody's on the same page with this shit. Right, and it is different for every site, which is it like the is. crazy thing about it. There have been performers that have tried to put together a PowerPoint spreadsheet mm-hmm. for performers so they know what can be put on what sites. Yes. But it changes often. And even within those, this is allowed, this is disallowed, there are nuances and there is that, I don't want to say human error, but that human aspect to it that even makes it, if you are being completely compliant, you still may have whatever you put up removed. It's, oh, yeah. It has to be, as, as an outsider, it has to be one of the single most frustrating parts of trying to promote yourself, put out content, and make your general viewers but your custom content buyers it has to make this just so unbelievably frustrating. It, it's tough because, like I said, I, I'm very much – I play by the rules. I will straight up tell a customer. I'm like, look, that's kind of teetering on the line. If I go to resale this product, it's not going to go through probably. That's putting my business at risk essentially. Mm. Um, or if you want to purchase the, the content as is, as a your eyes only, we can negotiate that. Oh, okay. But, but usually they don't go for that, and it's just – it's a lot, mm. and it's frustrating, but there are ways – I don't want to say ways around it, but there are ways to work within the system, you know, maybe because one site doesn't allow it, try to get them over on another site, especially if it's that particular niche fetish mm. that they're like, I really want to indulge in this. Right. So we have to do it safely or we risk our accounts being taken away. Mm. Nobody wants that. Right. Yeah. And beyond frustrating, it's got to be so time consuming because you do have to go through all these hoops Mm -hmm. to try to get the product to customer. And like you said, if you know or have a feeling that whatever you are making might be an issue on a given site, then Mm -hmm. you have to maybe, as you said, negotiate with that person that they are the only people that get it at least within like say a year within that time frame where they are getting a custom and it is, as you said, for their eyes only, but that is definitely going to drive up the price because mm-hmm. it is something you can't put out to try and sell later. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. It's, I'm glad I know people like you and Dahlia and all of the people in the industry that can that that have kind of done the laps when it comes mm-hmm. to dealing with this and can help me if this is something that I move to down the road. I doubt I don't know if, how much fetish I would get into. I think that would kind of depend on who I'm shooting with, what they mm-hmm. would want, what I'm comfortable with. But I, I'm still surprised what you made was an issue because it wasn't like you were, as they said, in prison, but I know. know, Like, because when I hear that, I'm like, you are behind bars, but you're not. Yeah. You're restrained, but that's kind of the point. But even then, like, I I taped my wrist, like, just put bands of tape, and I just held them together behind my back. So at any given time, you know, I can be like, jazz hands. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's fantasy land, guys. Like, and... This is just my minor grievance. There are so many other performers that totally get shafted on the daily in regards to these rules because they nitpick. They're not consistent. Right. And it's it's very frustrating. And for anybody that says, oh, well, why don't you go and make your own site? It's fucking hard and it's fucking expensive. Right. The out-of-pocket costs are ridiculous. Yeah, because you have to not only – like to be honest, to build a site – isn't very expensive Mm -mm. maintaining 
and updating, that is when it becomes a little bit more expensive and it becomes uh, a lot more time consuming. But the problem is payment processing. Exactly. You have to you have to pay a company to basically set up an account for you. Payments run through them. You get charged for every time that somebody uses that. So, yep. you know, you have to manage that within your cost. And is that cost effective for you mm-hmm. as a business person? Yeah, it is. It is a thing. It is. It's overly complicated. They've made it overly complicated. And they have. Yeah. So for the fans out there, realize that when it comes to the content that you're looking at and maybe even the content that you are requesting from a performer that you enjoy, don't be afraid to show a little bit of love and understanding and make sure you're paying for it, to be honest. Pay for your porn, yeah. as I always say, because that is what allows them to continue to create what you want and make it worth it for them as a performer and business person to jump through the loopholes to get it done for you. Yeah, I mean, and it's seriously, nothing is better than a customer that comes right to you and they're like, hi. Do you do this? And if so, here is my script. I would like you or here is my idea. I would like about this much time, you wearing this, and just come with a nice little concise, ready to go. And there's nothing better than going through one of these projects Mm -hmm. in like three emails back and forth. Boom, the payment's done. Bam, you're scheduled. It's just, oh, there's no greater feeling. And that's why I love it because it's such a dopamine hit each time. I'm like, ooh, 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 ooh. Up until the very end when I turn over the final product and they're like, that's fucking awesome. And I'm like, there's the pat on the head that I wanted. Oh, yeah. Right. (laughs) And that is something also when it comes to interacting with anybody in the sex worker community, if you enjoy their product, tell them. Yes. You know, it's easy to go, okay, I'm going to make this very transactional. Uh, I'm just going to ask for a custom or I'm going to buy something from your website or a site that's selling stuff for you. And okay, good. Thank you. Done. Take that little extra step and review it or rate it and let them know that I really enjoy it because that is where, I mean, of course, getting paid for service, just like you do at any job, is great. But if your boss, manager, whoever says, man, you are doing a fantastic job, keep up the good work, that feels good to you during your job. Well, do the same thing for performers. And if you go to a convention, say, I love your work. You don't have to get nasty and overly descriptive with what you like about it. But you know, you can say, I saw this scene of you and somebody or this scene where you did this, and I absolutely love it. I hope you continue to put more of that stuff out. You will literally watch who they are in that moment change, and they love it, and it's going to make your connection to them even better, and they will respect you as a consumer of product so much more. Agree. That's good stuff. Yeah. It's always good to know. Always good. It is. It is. Let's get into some other fun social media slash site stuff. Oh, God. There was a site that I was following on, because I appreciate you, Madeline, Twitter. Mm. On Twitter. Thank you. You're welcome. And I ended up unfollowing them for two reasons. One, they, it, all right, so it was a statistics site. Okay. And it was statistics for a number of, of different things. And some of it was really, really cool. Okay. One of the reasons I stopped following them is they would put things that would be a little bit more applicable to this show, but they would bury it. I would never see it in my timeline. And the only reason I realized this is because you have the Pearl Clutchers complain about some of the stuff they were putting on. And there was this one that we will get to. 
And they said, do you believe that this information, these statistics are appropriate for your site? Like, it's numbers. You do with these numbers what you will. You you can't mm-hmm. say whether numbers are appropriate or not. <laughs> but the other part that, that bothered me was it went from just being statistics mm-hmm. to getting political. Oh, boy, my favorite. Right. So Where's I my tinfoil? Let's yeah. talk about it. Just kidding. Right. <laughs> it began to really bog down my timeline okay. of just all the people jumping into it. And there wasn't necessarily a narrative. I think it was a lot of clickbaity stuff. So mm-hmm. that that's what kind of really bothered yeah. me about it. But before I unfollowed them, I went through and I started to pull out some interesting things that may be a little bit more, as I used the word before, applicable to this show. So the first one I'm always fascinated by, and I'm fascinated when it comes to people not only in the mainstream, but people within the adult community. And what it is is, here are some famous actresses along with their approximate height. Because there are people that you will see in the adult community. Mm-hmm. And you'll see them on video. You'll see them do work, uh, especially if they're doing work, if it's a female, with men. Mm-hmm. And they are they look like they are one foot two. Yeah. Or you think, oh my goodness, they're six foot twelve. <laughs> because you're trying and they're only five foot even. <laughs> right. Because you're trying to approximate it mm-hmm. by how tall they are to the partner. Yeah. And then you realize that there aren't a ton of very popular tall men in the industry, in the adult industry. Or even the <laughs> acting industry. You know, you look at someone like Tom Cruise uh, yeah. and he yeah, is yeah. well below average to the normal height of a uh, at the average height of a man in the US. So it kind of changed my attraction usually for the better when it comes to hearing what some of these people's heights were. And I had no idea. Okay. All right. So we will hop through this. On this list, the shortest is Reese Witherspoon. Okay. And they have her at 5'1". Okay. That's tiny. I didn't realize she yeah. was that short. I Mm. Yeah, because like reflecting on all of her her movies and stuff, I would have banged her out being like my height, like right. five five. Right. All right. Next, we got Natalie Portman is five three. I what? never oh. would have guessed that. Never would have guessed Not- that. All right, hold. All right. <laughs> da, 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 da. I, I got I a, I got a rage fucking click here. So she's 5'3"? Roughly, yes. Roughly, okay. Well, because I was like, no, Black Swan with fucking Mila Kunis. And nope, Mila Kunis is 5'4". There you so go. So that makes sense why they were same heightsy whitesies. Yeah, All right. Yeah. <sighs> and I think that kind of makes it, makes her hotter. I don't know why. <laughs> because she's pocket size? Yes. Or like borderline pocket size? Correct. Yes. Okay. We have Holly Berry at 5'5". Five five. Okay. I, man, I would have thought she was taller. She's yes. nice. Yeah, I, I would have thought she was quite a bit taller than that. Yeah, yeah at least like 5'9", five 5'10". Five I, yeah, I was thinking 5'8"-ish. Yeah. The next one I bring up because I've developed a thing. Oh, God. Emma Stone is 5'6". Okay. And I, I would have thought she would have been a smaller one. Correct. I would have thought she was a lot shorter. And may I say, may I say, she played Cruella DeVille mm. in the more, I think yep. the most modern Cruella. Yep. Ended up, I watched that movie and uh, enjoyed it very, very much. I, yeah, it I, was good. Yeah. Like surprisingly, the, I, usually the live actions are like, eh, but no, it was it was good. It was good. Uh everything was very predictable story-wise, mm-hmm. but it was well executed. Yeah. Agreed. I kind of want to sleep with her as Cruella. 
Oh, that did a thing for me. Put her cigarettes out on you. Oh, oh, just a thought. (laughs) Goodness gracious. Now, two of the greats, Angelina Jolie, Meryl Streep, they have listed as 5'6", which I would have thought Angelina Jolie was taller. Yeah. Yeah. And Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep has this commanding fucking presence. Like, yep. Okay. Anne Hathaway, another one of my favorites. Five eight. Okay. A nice, that is a good solid height. I'll take it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was pretty sure because her in the Jake Gyllenhaal movie, uh, Love and Other Drugs, where she's a early onset Parkinson's patient. Okay. It's really cute. But yeah, like they're stature together would be very predictable to that height all right another one of my favorites jennifer lawrence five nine i would have never she was that tall no i think she'll crush me with her thighs though if i look up at her (laughs) only if she works on me first or rock paper scissors best two out of three okay cameron diaz is five nine and i heard she was Ah. a bit taller Really? But what's crazy with that one, I caught the end of The Mask, which, okay. you know, Jim Carrey, yeah, yeah. Uh, mid to late 90s, I believe mm-hmm. that movie was. Mid, mid-90s. Yeah. She is spectacular in that movie. Like, she is beyond stunning in that movie. I have to go back and watch it, because I think I came out in, like, 97. Uh, oh, my God. 94. 94. I was going to say 95. Yeah. Shut Ah, yeah. All right. After we visit that, fuck me up. <laughs> uh, Julia Roberts is also five nine, which okay, but yep. you could tell with her because of the leading men, she was taller. Yeah, pretty uh, woman. Steel yeah. magnolias. Yes, exactly. Charlize Theron. I hope I'm saying that right because I hear her name pronounced forty different ways. She's five ten. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can I be honest? What? Is that intimidating to you? I don't get it. Everyone is like, she is one of the most beautiful women on the planet. I know. I know. I'm just saying, but Mm. I just, I don't know why I don't see that in her to me. I think she is aesthetically pleasing, but given like how I've seen interviews of her and how she acts, I'm like, I can't pinpoint you. And I'm not not turned on and I'm not turned off. There's just like this, I don't know, this confusion about her and how, who, what she is. Correct. I would almost have to meet her in person for me to kind of get that gauge and not around other people. Like, like just to be able to see her like, like passing in a hallway or something like that, where I don't have other people around me clouding my judgment. I want to watch her eat. How does she eat? Yeah. <laughs> is she eating chicken wings the normal way or is she using a fork and knife? Right, yeah. <laughs> and chipping her too. Right. <laughs> and the tallest woman that they have on this list at 5'11, Nicole Kidman. What? I didn't realize she was that tall either. Wow. The one that played Catwoman in the early 90s Batman, right? Correct. Okay, yeah. In my younger years, I used to. There was a guy that used to come visit me at the place that I worked, and he would always call me Nicole Kidman oh, and ask wow. me for a ride on his motorcycle, to which I always declined. <laughs> Regret that, honestly, in hindsight. Uh, ooh. Could have been a fucking fairy tale. Could have been. <laughs> wow. So that is the list there. I, I went through basically all the people on that list. Wow. So, uh, but. We will get to more and more of these statistics that I find fascinating in future episodes because I think people are going to have a lot of fun with it and we're going to enjoy it. The other ones are a little bit more uh, apropos of the show. Oh, come on. I I know you want to go through all of them, but we have some important information to get to, and that is my interview with ruby lynn i want to thank her so much for the time that not only she has given me when it comes to interviews and knowledge when it comes to the industry but just her helping me when i have questions when it comes to uh, more of the more intimate details of the industry let's put it that way and (laughs) 
<laughs> she made Love a, you. She made a blowjob gesture. <laughs> and hopefully by the time this comes out, there will be pictures on my Twitter at the Dick Dangle of um, maybe hints of intimacy between the two of us. But I wanted to bring her on because I love promoting good people. And she is an amazing person. And she released a book on Amazon. You can get it through paperback. You can get it electronically. It is called Granny Panties, How I Made a Fortune Selling My Worn Panties. And it is fun. It is very good information. It really allows people to start to do their homework if they are interested in maybe doing this on their own. And of course, you know, it is her selling worn undies, but there is also, this applies to every type of clothing and articles, personal articles that you could possibly think of. But we have a really good time with this. Of course, there are laughs, but I really wanted to pick her brain as a new author and writer, and we had a lot of fun with it. So I hope everybody enjoys it. Please give it a listen, and if you're thinking about it, this is a good place to get a little bit of education on how to step into this world, because Madeline Ray sells her stuff. I do. Yeah. I do. How I don't have any, I don't know. It kind of hurts my heart, but whatever. Oh, you better watch out. <laughs> Pretty sure I still have your address. If you're not if you're not careful, you could get a Christmas present. All right. Well, oh, that would be horrible. Uh, I <laughs> I actually see pantyhose filled with glitter. <laughs> a pantyhose glitter bomb. That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, I still have a shirt I got to mail you, by the way, now that I think Ooh. about it. Yeah. But, dear Madeline Ray, thank you so much for being on the show and helping me educate the listeners on what different branches of the adult industry brings when it comes to challenges of trying to get your name and product out there and thank you so much for your general beauty and laughter ha, 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 ha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's about right <laughs> i love you <laughs> so if people want to love you where do they need to go uh you can love me on my website, MadelineRay.com, or you can find me on the Twitter, Twitter, at Madeline Ray. Very, very nice. And you could follow me on Twitter at the Dick Dangle. Dangling After Dark is my Instagram. DickDangle.com is my links. And DanglinAfterDark.com is my website. Go do the things that you love to do when it comes to supporting all of us, be it podcasters or content creators. And please enjoy my interview with Ruby Lynn. Thank you one and all for listening to this show. Please take care of yourselves and the people around you. Pay for your porn and support amazing content creators like Madeline Ray like Ruby Lynn and all of the incredible people that you have heard on this show over nine plus years, find something that feeds your soul and do it as often as you possibly can. Don't judge people by their heights, but definitely find them more attractive for how tall they are. And of course, dangle on. How tall are you, by the way? Five foot five. Five, five. I'm six foot. Congratulations, average man. Not in our industry. <laughs> uh, that's true. I always laugh because I'm like, I'm five foot five, and people are like, no, you're not. You're way taller. And I'm like, no, you're just fucking short. That's right. <laughs> Get, I mean, honestly, how many people say I'm five foot five? Like five foot five to five foot seven for females is a fucking weird number. Yeah. That's, yeah. But that is the average. No, five four is the female average last day. Oh, checked. really? Okay. Might be five three now. Well, but five five. I mean, it's right Two there. It's a lot, buddy. You don't have to tell Come me. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, Dick will be coming back. The 
temperature may be dropping, so make sure you take a trip to a place that always brings the heat. Rick's Cabaret, Pittsburgh's premier gentleman's club destination, is located at 9th and Liberty in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh. Rick's has five floors of entertainment for everyone to enjoy, so the party never ends at Rick's Cabaret. Rick's Cabaret also delivers the best adult entertainers and award-winning feature performers to the stage, so check out Rick's online to see who's coming to town. Upcoming feature performers include XXX star and adult model Havana Blue, December 1st and 2nd, XXX elite performer and fan favorite Kenna James, December 7th, 8th, and 9th, with a special Triple Xmas party show on December 7th. And the exquisite feature performer, Justice, December 22nd and 23rd. All features and dates subject to change. Check out everything Rick's has to offer and follow them on Facebook at Rick's Pittsburgh and Instagram at Rick's Cabaret PGH. And don't forget to check out their online shop as well. Sooner or later, everyone ends up at Rick's Cabaret. Mm, he's recovered and ready to go again. Welcome back to the Pervert Nation. Here he is, Dick Dangle. My guest is a phenomenal award-nominated adult content creator, a cam model, a convention standout, podcast host, and a good friend. She also has great taste in content collaborators. Now she can add author to her resume as she recently released her how-to book for the world to see. And as her talents and reach expand, she will continue to spread love and positivity as far as she can. Please welcome back to the show, the stunning Ruby Lynn. How are you doing, girl? Hello. It's so good to be back. That's quite an opening. Holy cow. I have nothing but love for you, and I feel the need to flatter you as much as possible. Likewise. likewise. (laughs) So, like last time, before we get started, can you please tell everybody where to find you online, on social media, and where people can find the book? Yes. So I make it pretty easy. You can go to Ruby Lynn links. That's R-U-B-Y-L-Y-N-N-E links.com. So you'll find all things Ruby there. There's the link to Amazon to purchase the book and all the other goodies. Fantastic. Now I will say this. Sadly, I ordered a copy of the book, like a physical copy of the book. Yeah. And it arrives tomorrow so <laughs> oh there you go yeah as we record this which which stinks but that's okay i will have it for you to sign when i see you in new jersey perfect don't forget it oh absolutely how could i come on now so let's dive right into it your book <laughs> is granny panties how i made a fortune selling my used undies i'm sure you got a lot of questions about your career but what made you decide to finally put it in book form? I finally decided to put it in book form because I get a lot of questions all the time. Like, how did you get in this industry at 53? You know, how did you start? And so, you know, I'm telling the story over and over and over about, you know, finding a Facebook group that talked about selling your panties and just diving right in. But also, more importantly, I want to help empower other women to become independent and know that at any age, you can do this. Like, you shouldn't let age stop you. Definitely not. And was there a tipping point? Because like you said, I'm sure you got asked by a ton of people, but was there that one person that said, you really need to write a book? Yes. Yes. And it was my publicist and good friend, Lainey Spicer. (laughs) She really um, is supportive and encouraging. And she's like, you got to write this book. You got to do it. Mm. 
And she's, and she pretty much was like, I'm going to be, you know, unrelentless. I'm going to bug you till you write this book. (laughs) (laughs) And it paid off for sure. So how long was the process from, okay, let me start kind of outlining how Mm -hmm. this book is going to go to, all right, I'm going to submit it. I would say about 90 days. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We, I really, I really cranked it out. And, um, luckily I had Lainey as a big support. She kept me on track and, you know, we did weekly phone calls and she would check in, you know, help me organize chapters. Yeah. She was really great. That is like Stephen King-esque turnaround on a book. That is unreal. I have so I've I was impressed that you did the book. Now I'm even more impressed. That is outrageous. So is this book just advice, be it business or personal, or is it part autobiography? Is it part memoir? Yes, all the above. Oh, okay. All the above. And it's and it's got a lot of tongue in cheek stuff, which is kind of my style, you know, hence the granny panty podcast, but it is just talking about where did the idea come from? I, I love, I don't want people to make the same mistakes I did. You know, I made a lot of goofy mistakes. Uh, cause I, I, I'm that type of person that will just dive in. I do, I do research, but really it's like, I'm going to dive in and research at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) So what is something that when you did dive in, not to give the book away, of course, but what is one thing that when you dove in, you went, ah, I kind of, I kind of did that wrong. What, what is uh, an easy one that happens to a lot of people who first get in? I would say for me, the mistake I made the first time around was not treating it like a business. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I just, you know, dove right in. Oh, this sounds fun. I can make some extra money. And when you don't really have a plan, you know, it's like, what is that saying? It's like, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And yeah. so the first time around was not very successful. So when you have the opportunity to make a book that is part memoir, part advice, how do you find that balance between telling your life story and really making a book of advice for people to follow? You know, um, really for me, it was just organizing it correctly. I know that sounds silly, but you know, I can just verbally vomit or, you know, get those, those, uh, words on the computer or the page, but really organizing it so that it flows. So that was important to me. Um, and I, you know, I do want people to know I'm, I am goofy. I'm, you know, this was fun. It was fun to kind of work through it, I guess. And yeah, it was a fun process. I enjoyed it. What did you find to be some of the hurdles in writing this book? Cause I would imagine that time is one because of how active you are in the adult community. Yeah. And it, time management was definitely a challenge. And again, luckily, uh, Lainey kept me on track. We had weekly meetings. So the cool thing was I knew I had a deadline. I work great with deadlines. If you just tell me, Hey, get that to me in the next three weeks. Yeah. The night before I need to get it to you, then I'm going to be hustling. But yeah, she kept me on track a lot. And that was really important for me. When writing the book, I'm sure you wanted to warn the readers about all of the pitfalls that come with that branch of sex work, but how did you do it in a way that wouldn't scare people away? Is there a lot of problem solving in this information and stories? Yes. So for every challenge that I faced, I offered a solution or I was able to spin it in a different light. And so for instance, I'll give you an example, like exploring fetishes. When I got into this business, I really did. I mean, I knew about BDSM, but honestly, like as far as fetish goes, I was, I was pretty green. I did not have a clue. And so when you've got people ordering your panties, that just, I mean, the fetishes that go along with that are really just far and wide. And so it forced me to do a lot of research, which I enjoyed, but also I learned there were fetishes that just don't speak to me that aren't mine. And I talk about that in the book. And that's a really nice way to put that because 
you know, we are all about not king shaming, yes. you know, on this show and as a community. And I love the way you put that. I think that was very well done. What were some of the frustrating parts of writing the book? Was it just trying to articulate in a way that, you know, people could kind of wrap their heads around? I would imagine that would be one. But what were some of the ones that were just kind of like, you know, this is, I have 90 days, come on, you know? Right, right. Gosh, I would say the frustrations, you're right, it's like trying to give enough information. I want to make this book worth the money. I want to make it valuable to somebody. And so not getting hung up on just telling my story, but also offering solutions and ideas. And so sometimes, you know, I would just get on a roll, but then forget, okay, I'm I'm telling what my challenges are, but let's, let's talk about what the solutions were. Mm -hmm. So finding that balance. And I'm sure your vocabulary and uh, grammar skills grew immensely through this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You'll find the word poo in there a few times. <laughs> <laughs> For the sensitive readers, be aware. You know? <laughs> I can imagine how excited you were when you actually had the physical book in hand after all of that work, what was it like to open that first box of books? Yeah. So the first book I got, they, um, so I self published on Amazon, which was also a learning experience. That was interesting. Um, just, yeah, that's a whole thing that I just, you know, I faced it head on. So that was interesting, but they actually send you an author's copy. So your very first uh, book, Amazon publishing will send you an author's copy. And so getting that in the mail, yeah, it was really exciting. I'm going to keep it forever. It even says author's copy on it. So uh, okay. it was fun to, to look at it in that format. Oh yeah. I can't imagine how cool it was to be like, all that work is literally right here in my hands. That's gotta be so yeah. cool. I would imagine you're going to have some to, be available to sign for people at conventions, correct? Yes. Yeah. I am bringing a, a box of books to the convention that I'm about to go to. Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, you can, you can buy them. You can get it signed by me. Okay. So this is my brain at work. You finally have this completed book in hand and you go, <laughs> Oh, crap. I forgot I wanted to talk about this in the book. Did you have those moments or were you pretty good at being concise or did you leave information out to maybe write another book? I did. Ah I did. Actually, purposely, you hit the nail on the head. You're so good, Dick. Oh, stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like there, um, there is information in there more about how I progressed into full-blown triple X creator from starting off with panties. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, yeah, there'll be more books. There'll be more books. That's actually what I wanted to ask you about because you have such a creative brain and I have a feeling it's going to lead to, like we mentioned, other book ideas. Is this going to basically be continued how-to or are we going to see some kind of fiction, sex workers, space trilogy coming out where you write the super novel that gets picked up by Hollywood. I don't know about any super novel, but, but more about how did, you know, at 50 something, how do you break, you know, how did I break in? How do you transition into that? And where do you go after this? Because that's what happened. You know, I started selling dirty panties and then Things just started rolling. Dudes were asking for video. Well, there's content creation, you know, and it just goes on and on. Before I knew it, I was shooting for a pro studio. So <laughs> it's got to feel, I, I use the word a lot, surreal to see how it all played out. You know, it was, how can I put this? It was very targeted and it was very structured but at the same time it came at a pace that you were able to handle every step like it's got to feel like man this is what i am supposed to do 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it has been a good process, but I'll tell you, I have great support. You know, I never, I cannot take credit for doing it completely alone. I have a great assistant, you know, who picks up the slack when I've got to focus on something else. Um, and Lainey's a huge support, my publicist and yeah, they all kept me on track and I, I need all the help I can get. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I am glad I got to speak with you today because, as we mentioned, you are so busy. You've been on the road a lot this year doing media tours and traveling for shoots. As we record this, you are about to leave on another media tour before you go to Exotica, New Jersey. How do you handle all of this? Because travel and always needing to be on is not Mm -hmm. easy. It's not. And you know, I'm going to be totally transparent. There are days I don't handle it very well. You know, I'm just like anybody else. There are days where I cry more than, you know, (laughs) than I don't. And I think that's just part of the business. Luckily, I love to travel. So to me, travel is never a negative. I, I am so excited. I think I've been on like 10 trips by the end of the year. I'll have been on 10 trips this year, I believe. Um, two conventions, um, what two industry events. So yeah, I love it. And also I live in an area where there are no creators or they're hard to find. I can't find them. So traveling really helps me to connect with other adult industry people and, and make awesome content. So I like to travel. It's fun. Oh, lucky you. So you have spent time in the studios at Sirius XM and at different places around the U.S. Have you met any cool people or had any memorable moments while doing the media tour? Because I'm sure you pass a lot of celebrities and hallways and at different places. And you're like, can I grab a quick picture with you, please? <laughs> so, yeah, actually, I'll talk about L.A. So I was just in L.A. the week before last and... Uh, did a bunch of different shows. So I did a show uh, with a photographer turned kind of shock jock. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Kirill. Oh, and yeah. so he always made me nervous. I was a little scared of him because, you know, he's like banned for life on Twitter. This is, yeah, he does some crazy stuff. But actually I was, I, the show was done in his home and up in the hills of above Hollywood. And what a fun experience. Like that was amazing. I was really excited to meet him and, uh, you know, his staff and he has a well-oiled machine. So that was really fun. Uh, we had a good show, but also another show I did with James Bartholay. I would say that was really fun. It was his birthday party. I was able to come on that show and somebody who I had, you know, admired, I, I would say probably one of the top five, amazing iconic porn directors i was really excited i got to meet will Ryder and kind of talk to him about what he's working on and so that was fun yeah it's funny you bring his name up because i've been going back through my dvd collection and with certain studios they actually had an fsc a free speech coalition speech at the beginning of the video before it went to the main menu and he was one of the people that talked about the importance of free speech and stuff like that so it's 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 cool to hear that name it's kind of kismet yeah that was fun i got to meet him uh, yeah and you're right i did the serious xm shade 45 all out show with rude jude and that was cool and just go into those studios in la they're just huge and there's always something going on. I didn't necessarily see anybody famous there, but you know, John Matthews and, and Jude, they're, they're pretty awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Now, as we mentioned, you are also the host of the granny panty podcast, which is such a good listen. And I highly recommend it to anyone listening to this show because you are a very good interviewer. How has the podcast journey been for you? It is so fun. Like I have really enjoyed it. I was, you know, I was nervous when I started a podcast. I mean, how many millions of podcasts are there out there? And, you know, I thought, gosh, no one's going to want to be on my show. They don't know who I am. I'm just starting out. And I was really fortunate to connect with some amazing, you know, iconic 
creators in the industry, like, you know, early on, like Christy Canyon and Jasmine St. Clair and, you know, the, the, it just goes on and on. And so I have enjoyed the podcast so much and it just really excites me if I get a message, you know, on social media and someone's like, oh, I just found your podcast and then I found you here and there. And so I love getting to know people, you know, I want to, I just want to know what, makes them tick and what their history is. And I try to bring a variety of creators on, you know, from studio owners to producers to, you know, creators, uh, medical professionals. I really enjoyed having uh, Jamie Bell, who is the medical director for PASS and also the LA uh, LGBTQ Sexual Health Center. And I was able to have dinner with him and tour his clinic while I was in LA. So that was, I was was excited to be able to do that. Yeah, I love the interview you did with Julia Ann. Yes. Yeah, she was fantastic. Who just an amazing woman. She when yep. when I met her, I've met her in the past and and still when I saw her on your show, there's just an elegance about her that is palpable. It's amazing. And she's so funny. Yes. I didn't realize she's <laughs> We laugh so much during that. And I'd like to thank you for using the word iconic because I was on your show. So, yes, you were. <laughs> now, as I mentioned earlier, you are on the road a lot, which can lead to a lot of content and social media posts. But how do you turn it off and relax when you're traveling? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and I'm going to be totally honest. I, I struggle with that mm -hmm. of turning it off. I work very long days. I'm up at like six. I'm on my OnlyFans answering messages. I run my page myself. I don't have a company or anything. So, you know, when people are chatting with me, they're chatting with me. It is difficult to turn it off. Um, that is one of my goals for 2024. I haven't been very good at doing that in 2023, but you know, there, I've had a lot going on this year and you know, I wanted that. I wanted a lot going on. So yeah, 2024 goal is to learn to be able to turn it off a little more. Well, I hope you don't turn it off too soon because you have a lot to accomplish now that this book is being released and we are getting into award season and the heavy part of the convention season. And I know your fans really, really want to see you. And oh. I am excited that we had this time. So this will be released uh, after Exotica, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. But what do you have going on through the rest of this year and into next year? What can fans anticipate either you being at or being involved in? Yeah, so Exotica, New Jersey, and that'll finish out this year. Um, so Chicago and New Jersey are the two Exoticas that I went to and probably plan to go to next year as well. And then as for January, I'm kind of swapping it up this next year. So in 2023, I did AVN and didn't do XBiz LA and X3. And so this coming January, I'm going to skip AVN unless I get harassed to go. And I have a lot of creators that want to shoot with me, then I'll go. But I am planning to do uh, XBiz LA and X3. Well, yeah. I know your fans are going to be excited for everything that you have coming up in the future. And I do mean everything. Yeah. Yeah. I have a little date with Mr. Dangle again. I, I, I'm just teasing it for everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm, stay tuned. That's right. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable sitting in my seat as we do this. Um, but I, I can't wait to see what the future holds for you. I can't wait to see this newfound uh, ex, uh, expression of your personality and your creativity just kind of leading into other things that you're going to get involved in. It's No one deserves it more than you do, and I'm so excited to see what the future holds for you. And, and thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm excited to see my fans. I'm excited to see you and... Yeah. yeah. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. So one more time before I let you go, where can mm -hmm. everybody find you? You can go to Ruby Lynn links, R-U-B-Y-L-Y-N-N-E links.com. And it's all things Ruby. So go to those links, support her, buy the book, learn a little something and 
just enjoy what this woman offers because it is amazing. So thank you once again for being on and I can't wait to see you very, very soon. Likewise. See you soon.